Amigas y amigos, bienvenido al podcast de Road Trip. My name is Tyler Atwell, and today we are talking about Mexico. Uh, as many of you know, I lived in Mexico for three years and traveled through Mexico for even longer than that. I have traveled through around 23 states and pretty uh, fairly thoroughly in that time. So uh, today on this episode, what I'm going to do for you is, uh, is I, let me back up a second. Within the past year, I decided that I wanted to start one of my many brilliant ideas that I've had in the past year was I wanted to start a YouTube channel called Top 5 Mexico. And I wanted to start making like top five lists about all the different things in Mexico, like the top five cities or the top five beaches or the top five road trips, etc. Right? And so I started making these top five lists, but then life went on and I like I actually created the YouTube account but then I never did anything with it so I had these top five lists just basically sitting at my phone and um, a, a couple people reached out on Facebook asking me to talk a little bit about Mexico and my experience there and kind of like my favorite things and places in Mexico so I was like cool this is a great opportunity to bust out those lists so today what we're gonna be talking about is my journey through Mexico and also um, my uh, my favorite things and places in Mexico. Uh, but before we do that, I just really want to quickly fill you in on the road trip because I've done a little bit of traveling since the last episode and I want to fill you in before I get too far and you start wondering how the hell did you get from there to there. Uh, so the last time that we spoke, I was traveling, uh, I was just leaving Yellowstone National Park, uh, driving by the Grand Teton uh, Grand Teton uh, uh, mountain range, which that episode actually just launched today which is a week before this episode is going to be launching, um, which is great. So now you know my, my frequency here. I typically will record one a week before. <laughs> I'm not on drugs, I promise you. I am just super hyper. I've been sitting in my car all day by myself, just biting my lip. So uh, to be able to speak right now into the phone is just such a blessing. And to know that maybe somebody might be listening on the other end is even more of a blessing. So thank you. Right, so last time, uh, we, like I said, I was leaving Yellowstone, traveled through the Grand Teton National Park, uh, or mountain range, and you heard me like literally lose my shit in the podcast because I was so excited about what I saw, and uh, that was awesome. Since then, uh, I, that day I traveled to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Jackson Hole, Wyoming is a hidden gem that I didn't even know existed. What a great awesome place that was like that little town is so pretty the surrounding in the, the surrounding nature is just just stunning like some of the best in the world just in like I think it's like an hour hour and a half south of Yellowstone and everything else around it is just so serene and beautiful the town is just this little old western town but it's fun um, lots of like little like lots of little like bars and um, restaurants and the little square where people congregate and there's a park and uh, all these things. What a great, what a really cool little town. I, I really enjoyed it there. Uh, and from there, I drove uh, through the state of Wyoming, which, listen to this, listen to this here. This is this is something that we all got to know about Wyoming. Because I uh, I had an idea of what Wyoming was. And, it, and 
obviously I only traveled through like I, I traveled through a portion of Wyoming I didn't see the whole state I'm sure it's a very diverse state but the thing I didn't think that I would see in Wyoming was like the most perfect beautiful healthy grass I think I have ever seen in my life I remember driving and like just looking at the I, I think I even took a video of it and I was just looking at the grass like dude I want to lay in that grass so bad because it just looks so perfect uh, I have a video of it. I'll share it on Facebook at some point, but um, that was that was great. I drove through Wyoming. I spent the night in Cheyenne, Wyoming, which actually that also was uh, not as much of a hidden gem as um, not as much of a hidden gem as Jackson Hole was. But Cheyenne's actually like a pretty cute little town. Uh, I mean, it's more of a city than a town. Jackson is more of a town. Cheyenne is more of like a city. But it's a really pretty city. It's a small city. Um, it had some cool like artwork. Like they, like you can tell there's some artistic people that live there, and uh, lots of little shops and stuff like that. It was a pretty little city. I was there for a night. The next day, I spent a little bit of time in Fort Collins, Colorado, which I, I liked Fort Collins as well. I'm a big fan of like smaller cities like that. I found um, I'm not a big fan of big cities, and even medium-sized cities kind of turn me off a little bit. Uh, I went from because I went from I spent a little bit of time in Fort Collins, and then I went down to Denver for a, for a day, a day or two, and for like a night. And um, in in Denver, I uh, I always thought to myself like I love Denver, like I love Denver, and I I've been to Denver like five or six times, and I do like I Denver's a great place. But when I got into the city, I was just like, oh, it's a big city. It's not even a big city. It's more of like a medium-sized city. But I just felt kind of like it's a little bit too much of a city vibe, which is weird because I'm a city boy. I'm from Cleveland. Um, I mean, I grew up in the suburbs of Cleveland, but I'm a city boy, you know? I lived in Chicago for a while. I used to go to New York. You know what I'm saying? What are you, stupid or what, huh? <laughs> that's, that's my New York impression. And then I spent some time in Mexico City, which is the largest city in all of the Americas. So realizing that like maybe I'm not a big fan of big or medium-sized cities and I'd rather be in the smaller cities that's a that's a little thing for me there so spent some time spent a little bit of time in Denver didn't do a whole lot it was just mostly recovering and then I drove from Denver to the middle of nowhere in Kansas and then from the middle of nowhere to, in Kansas to Kansas City which is where I stayed last night and then today I drove from Kansas City to St. Louis and now from St. Louis to Louisville Kentucky and so that's where I'm at. That's your update on the trip. I saw my first ever volcano, or no, 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 not a volcano, sorry. Not my, no. I saw my first ever tornado ever. It was sweet. I didn't think I would ever see a tornado in my life, but I sure did. And it was a little baby one, it was tiny, it wasn't scary. Um, I have a video of that as well, so if anybody's worried, I'll show you the video, and then you'll be like, oh, well, that's not so bad. But it did make me think, I definitely wanna see a big, big fucking tornado in my life at some point. Excuse my French, I'm sorry. Uh, some of us have kids, and uh, I am also technically a kid at heart, so excuse my French. Um, so anyways, that's the update on the, on, the, on the travel front. Now, I wanna get into Mexico a little bit. So the story, I'm just gonna give you a quick backstory on my journey through Mexico, and then I'm gonna give you like the best of the best, right? So in Mexico, um, my, my experience in Mexico actually started uh, when I turned 18 years old. And my mom's, uh, my, my stepdad, who 
who's like a, a father to me in my life, um, he actually introduced me to Mexico because he used to go all the time in his life before my mom and him got married. And um, he spent a lot of time in Mexico and he loved it. He always went to like the Ramiro Maya area, which is about about like 30 minutes south of Cancun in that little tourist corridor. So he always went there and he always talked about it. He had this resort he liked to go to. So my first experiences in Mexico was actually going to the resorts down there. And um, I developed this love for Mexico because my parents always talked about how like, don't listen to the media. It's not what they say. It's not what you think. Like it's actually a great place. People are so nice and so kind and accommodating. And they, they just love that you love their culture. They want to hear, they want you to be interested in their culture. And like, I grew, I, I, I didn't grow up hearing these things, but like towards my later um, teenage years, I kept hearing these things. I'm like, dude, like, sounds pretty cool there. I really want to go. And then finally, when I was like 18, um, we went and uh, we went, like I said, to that resort place. And I experienced it firsthand. I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is really cool. This is back in like 2011. So maybe, yeah, like 2011, I was like 18 or 19. And uh, I, I really loved it. And I really felt this like gravitational pull to Mexico um, because for a couple reasons, like one, I, I enjoyed the experience and it was cool. But two, because I love being the guy who goes against the grain. I love being the guy that's like, oh, you say it's too dangerous and you're scared. Well, I'm going to go and I'm going to show you how awesome it is. You know what I mean? Like I like to be that, that guy. Uh, and I, I've consistently been that guy throughout my life. So it makes no, like, this is no different. So I felt this gravitational pull to Mexico. And uh, a few years ago, I, like, had been working from home, working remotely, and realizing, like, I don't ever go to the office. Nobody on my team ever goes to the office. We all just kind of work remotely. And I was like, I don't really need, like, I can work from anywhere. And I started thinking about doing some traveling. And I was listening to the Tim Ferriss podcast a lot at the time, and he was talking, uh, he talked a lot about Japan, and about how um, Japan is such a, a great place to go travel, especially if you're new to travel, because it's so different than Western culture, and kind of what we're used to in the United States, that it stretches you a lot, it makes you like see just a different perspective on life, and I, I kind of became like, I love that idea, and I actually booked a flight to Tokyo, and I was gonna go to Japan, and I was all dead set on it, and but some for some reason, sorry, one second, window. Uh, for some reason, I couldn't stop thinking about Mexico, and I, I kept looking at my maps. And there was this one place on the map that I I didn't know anything about it. I had heard of it before, but I didn't know anything about it. But I liked the geographic location. I'm a map nerd. I like to look at maps and look at like geographic locations and being like, I don't really care what the place is. I want to go see what that area looks like, you know? And so there's one place in Mexico that I was super curious about, and that place is Cabo San Lucas. Because Cabo San Lucas is at the very bottom of the peninsula. Uh, you know, in the United States, you got California, right? And then below California, you've got that peninsula in Mexico, Baja California, that goes all the way down. Cabo is at the very pointy bottom tip of that peninsula, as far south as you can go on that peninsula. I just thought, like, wow, this seems like a really cool, weird location. And I, I've definitely heard of Cabo at some point in my life. Mostly because when I lived in Texas, I liked to go eat burritos at this restaurant called Cabo Bob's. But <laughs> um, I couldn't stop thinking about Mexico. And I actually ended up switching my ticket uh, from Japan, from Tokyo, 
to Cabo. And I ended up taking a flight from Austin to uh, Los Angeles and then from Los Angeles to Cabo. This was my first time going, I was going solo. I put all my stuff in a storage unit and let my apartment lease run out. Uh, the plan was to go for a few months. Woo! Whoa, doggy, wow! Whoa, I'm freaking out in two podcasts in a row. I just, I'm driving and I just came around to Ben and the moon is massive and huge in this bright orange color. Wow, that looks really pretty, cool. All right, well there's the freak out for this episode. No chance to take a video because it's gone already behind the trees. Uh, the moon is beautiful tonight, so if anybody can like read me through ESP right now, even though this episode won't be you know, dropped for another week, if you can read me through ESP right now, go outside and check the moon. But if you're hearing this episode on the lawn, the day that it's published, you're, it's too late, so sorry. <laughs> um, so I, I fly to Mexico. This is my first time. I'm going solo. I let my apartment lease run out. Um, I don't speak any Spanish. I don't know anything. I, I didn't do a whole lot of research for the most part. Like I did a little bit, but not a whole lot. And the plan was to go for about three months and just travel throughout the country. So I go and I wasn't scared until the day that I left. I was scared the day that I left. I will be honest because all the people who I love who don't, don't typically get all sentimental with me start crying and saying that they love me and they're so sad because they're afraid this is the last time they'll ever see me uh that shit started sitting in my brain <laughs> and so as i'm flying from la to cabo i'm scared really like i'm i mean i'm a little excited i'm mostly excited also because i was flying first class and i was getting free mimosas but i was scared too and so we land in cabo and i ended up i'm not going to give you my whole like i'm not going to give you all the details if you want the details we can get into details at a different podcast episode but um I go to Cabo, I spend some time in uh, San, San Jose del Cabo, I go to Cabo San Lucas, which was amazing, I met one of my best friends in the world there, Fernando, he's like my brother, and complete family, um, and had a great time in Cabo, it's like more of a, it's such a party town, um, and then I traveled like all through the country, I, I traveled through the country for three months, and then I flew back to the US for a few months, and then I went back to Mexico for like a week, and then I came back to the US for a couple months, and then I moved to Mexico for three years. And I ended up living in Mexico City for three years, and a combination of Mexico City and Aguas Calientes, uh, which is in the center of the country, and then like a short stint in Tijuana, which was really cool, because I lived on the beach, on the ocean. Um, so that was like, through all that experience, like living in those places, but being there for three years, the culture in Mexico is to travel throughout the country. Like, people regularly travel all throughout the country, like, every weekend. It's very, well, all right, in my experience, it's very common because it is it is a country of extremes. There is extreme poverty where people don't really get to do that very much. But from my perspective of Mexico, like, the, the crowds that I knew and the people that I knew, um, it was very common for a lot of people to just travel very often in Mexico because it's very affordable. So I got to see a lot of the country. And like I said, like over 23 states uh, over three years and, and pretty in depth, I, I got to experience some really extraordinary things. And I mean, every, like just so many, just so many things. And I don't even know how to dive into it. So the best way that I know how to do this, because there is so much depth to this, my experience in Mexico, the easiest way for me to do this, at least for the first episode of talking about Mexico, is I want to share my top five lists with you of my favorite places, and then just kind of talk about them a little bit and go from there. And if you like, I can share more stories from Mexico in more in depth, 
but there's just so much to cover that it's hard to do it in just one podcast episode. So I'm just going to stick with this for this one. And then you, you, y'all know how to reach out to me on Facebook. If you want to hear me talk more in depth about anything specifically in Mexico, um, just let me know. Right. So here we go. I'm going to get in the top five list. Here we go. Um, Mexico top five. All right. I'm going to start with cities. No, am I going to start with cities? Should I save the cities for last to build a little, um, um, build a little, you know, buzz. I'm going to do that. All right. I'm going to go the opposite direction. I'll, I'll go, I'll do the cities last. So I'm going to start with, uh, the top five road trips in Mexico. This is going to be fun because this is the road tripping podcast. What a, what a great way to start top five road trips in Mexico, in my opinion. Um, num- and these are not in any particular order because they're all so pretty and just kind of different that I can't put them in order. Some of these lists are in order. This list is not in order. Okay. So bear with me. So number five, number five top road trips, uh, is Mexico city to Acapulco driving from Mexico city to Acapulco. It's about it's about like a four hour drive, but with tra- if you go on like a bad traffic day, like it could be up to seven hours. Um, it's it's a beautiful drive though, going through the mountains in the state of Guerrero and these huge bridges over these valleys. Um, it's a very new highway as well. So like the road is very safe. Uh, there's not a lot of potholes. It's pretty, it's well-maintained. It is a toll road that you'll wanna take, but toll roads, you pay for safety. So just always keep that in mind in Mexico. Like in Mexico, toll roads are very common in Mexico. They're they're all over the place and you pay for safety and it's worth it. So um, it, like if you ever wanna take a road trip in Mexico and you're concerned about safety, it, the toll road is the best bet to go. All right, so Mexico City to Acapulco, that's number five. Beautiful drive, lots of mountains, lots of big bridges over huge valleys and just really pretty and Acapulco is uh, half pretty and half disgusting, but, um, (laughs) it's really pretty. I mean, it's a great area of the world and it's definitely worth seeing. So number four is from Guadalajara in the state of Jalisco to the town of Tequila. The town of Tequila is, is where Tequila comes from. It is where like legal jurisdiction states, and I'm not a lawyer, so like, I'm going to fuck this up so bad, but is there like, it's just like champagne. Like champagne comes from this place called champagne in France. If it doesn't come from champagne in France, it's probably not champagne per se, per se. <laughs> and in Mexico, tequila comes from the de- the delegacion, delegacion de tequila. And somebody can tell me if I'm wrong here, but this is what I've been told. Comes from tequila and that makes it tequila, right? If it's made in tequila, it's tequila. Uh, if it's tequila. If it comes from the agave plant and it's made to be tequila and it comes from tequila, then it's tequila. Uh, it's a really cool place. Great, like great tourist spot. Great place. If you like tequila and you want to try some good stuff. I said tequila a lot. That's my last time saying it. Um, the drive is absolutely stunning though, because you drive through, um, mountains and volcanoes and agave fields and desert. And it's just, uh, it's really beautiful drive. I really enjoyed it. Um, the next number three is Mexico city to Veracruz. Um, that is Mexico from Mexico city, uh, east towards Veracruz. You drive through the town, the city of Puebla. And, uh, when you drive through Puebla, you drive through some beautiful, uh, you drive through volcanoes, you drive through mountains, snow capped peaks of mountains. 
um, just super stunning. Like the whole Puebla area is very stunningly beautiful. And then once you get through the Puebla area and you get into Veracruz, you start getting into jungle and like lush forest and jungle and it's super pretty. Uh, so that was a, that was an amazing drive. Number two is from Mexico City to Tepoztlan. Tepoztlan is in the state of uh, in the state of uh, Morelos, which is just south of Mexico City. So almost the same route as if you were going to Acapulco, but uh, Tepoztlan is only an hour and a half away. And it's a really pretty drive because you get to drive through like. You drive through the south of Mexico City up into the mountains and as you go up into the mountains like you get a beautiful view of the city and then also you get into the bosques which is like are the forests and the forests are really pretty like pine trees evergreens um, the temperature drops as you get into the mountains and it's just like a really pretty drive along like a along um, a cliff and there's some pretty views it's a, it's a great drive and then number one my number one uh, on the five trips of road trips in Mexico is from Los Cabos, from Cabo San Lucas to Todos Santos. And it's a drive um, along the western coast of Baja California. It's not technically proven, but it's like kind of like it, pretty sure that it's true is that the song Hotel California by the Eagles was written about uh, the, the Hotel California in Todos Santos, is a very famous hotel in Mexico. Uh, it, it's known that the Eagles love to go to Cabo to party back in the 70s and Todos Santos is like a 45 minute drive away and uh, I'm, I, I can't remember, I think it was confirmed that the Eagles have visited that hotel. It is not confirmed that the song is about the hotel and it is confirmed that the Eagles sued the hotel for playing the song in the lobby. But um, when you listen to the song, it really very well described like when you drive from Cabo to Todos Santos, you're driving along a desert highway. Like you're on a highway, uh, on, to the right of you is just desert, endless desert, and to the left of you is the Pacific Ocean. And it's a beautiful drive. If you drive it at night, it's a dark desert highway. Cool wind coming in off of the ocean, going through your hair. The warm smell of colitas. Colitas are, um, is a Spanish slang word for uh, weed, for bud, for weed, marijuana. And Todos Santos is a little hippie town where people like to smoke weed. So down a dark desert highway, cool wind in my hair, warm smell of colitas rising up through the air. Up ahead in the distance, saw shimmering, like there's no city. And then all of a sudden Todos Santos, boom, you see the lights. Um, and then the part where he talks about the mission bell. I heard the mission bell. Uh, that is... Uh, that is the um, there, there's a church right next like right down the street from the hotel and the mission bell rings I can't remember how many times a day but to signify that mass is starting soon right like so just all these things that they describe in the song it just like really perfectly describes this place and that that road trip is beautiful driving along the coast with the desert on one side and the ocean on the other side and very pretty so those are the road those are the road trips uh, the top five archaeological sites I've got um, Las Copas Las Cabezas de Olmeca, which are like the really big heads. Uh, they're like really big stone heads that they found buried in the earth that were built like they were like they're from like ancient times. The Olmecas are like an ancient uh, group in Mexico, like the Aztecs and the Mayans. And uh, they 
where they inhabited this area and these huge stone heads were found there and so i went to go visit those those were really cool they were kind of in the middle of nowhere over in uh the state of tabasco in la venta which means the sale <laughs> uh but that's the name of the town another one is uh zona zona arqueológica <laughs> my spanish is suffering zona arqueológica el teposteco um it's been a while actually since I've done this. I can't remember which one that is. Oh, that's uh that's in the state of that's in the city of Tepoztlan, which I said was one of my favorite road trips from Mexico City to Tepoztlan. Tepoztlan is this really cool uh, little hippie town right on the edge of a like right at the bottom of a mountain. And you from the town, the town's really cool, like a lot of arts, artsy stuff, uh, lots of like massage places and spas, um, and good food. But there, at this mountain, you can hike a path up to the top of this mountain, and at the top of the mountain is a pyramid, and you can literally like walk to the top of the pyramid and sit on the side of the pyramid overlooking the city of Tepoztlan, which is really cool. That was a great experience. I actually I went there after Mexico beat South Korea in the World Cup last year, so like we watched Mexico play South Korea in the World Cup in Tepoztlan at the at the bar drinking some beers. They won. And everybody was celebrating and all of us like powered out of the bar and like the group of us all like bunch of people walked out of the bar walked into the street walked down to the road to the mountain climbed to the top of the mountain to the top of the pyramid and everybody at the top of the pyramid was like Woo, we did it that was really cool um so that number three is temple of diosa in ischel that is the goddess Ischel. Um, this is a this is like a, a some ancient ruins that are on the island called Isla Mujeres, which is about a twenty to twenty five minute ferry off the coast of Cancun. So you'd fly into Cancun and you'll take a ferry over to the the island called Isla Mujeres, which means Women Island. And um, on it's called Women Island because the goddess Ischel. Uh, is really famous there. She's a Mayan goddess of the uh, of the moon and of the womb. Uh, so she's like the mother goddess. Um, her her temple, the ruins of her temple, is at the furthest point east on the island of Isla Mujeres, which also just so happens to be the furthest point east in all of Mexico. So the sun. The very first place that the sun touches in all of Mexico is the temple of Diosa Ischel on Isla Mujeres. And I've actually gone to Isla Mujeres and went to the temple for sunrise and was among the first four people that the sun touched in Mexico that day, which was a really cool experience. That was really cool. Um, I really appreciated that. And it's beautiful. I mean, bro. You, everybody knows that Cancun is beautiful. Like the water is beautiful. The city of Cancun is not beautiful. The city of Cancun is kind of ugly compared to other cities in Mexico. The water of Mexico of Cancun is beautiful, and on the island of Isla Mujeres, especially over here by these ruins, the water is stunning, bright blue, and you can like look out and see the skyline of hotels of Cancun. It's a beautiful place. Uh, number two is El Zocalo de Mexico, El Zocalo de la Ciudad de Mexico, which is the center of Mexico City, the city center of Mexico City. This is, whoa, so much history comes from this place. Mexico City is 
one of the most history-filled cities that I've ever imagined, like, I've ever known. And um, the center, specifically of Mexico City, is very uh, prominent because the Aztec culture in Mexico, this is a quick history lesson, the Aztec culture in Mexico, the Aztecs, uh, they actually come from the desert in the north, right? And one one night, a vision came to one of the, the, the Aztecs saying that he needs to lead his people out of this area and they need to travel south until they find an eagle eating a snake on top of a nopal, which is a cactus. So the vision, the, the, the vision was you, you lead your people out of this place and you don't stop traveling until you find the eagle eating a snake on top of a cactus. And if you look at the Mexican flag in the center of the Mexican flag, it is actually an eagle eating a snake on top of a cactus. And the Aztecs, they traveled throughout the country until they arrived to this big lake. And in the center of the lake was an island. And on that island was an eagle on top of a cactus eating a snake. And so the Aztecs settled in this on this big on this island of this big lake, and they were kind of forced to be on the island because the surrounding tribes didn't like or respect the newcomers, and they wanted to like have a safe distance, so they put them on the island, right? Go to the island, go over there, and figure it out. So uh, they they go to this island, they start settling there, and they start the Aztecs became one of the most powerful and ruthless groups in Mexico and they ended up taking power and controlling the entire center of the country and they founded what at the time was called Tenochtitlan and Tenochtitlan ended up becoming what is now called Mexico City uh, the lake ended up they ended up filling a bunch of dirt in the lakes uh, well the Spanish did when the Spanish came and um, uh, killed everybody in Mexico killed wiped out all the Aztecs and, and took over their lands and raped their women and everything the, the Spanish didn't understand the, um, the, uh, the hydroponic system that the Aztecs were using there because they mostly grew their crops hydroponically on floating gardens and on the, on the lake. The Spanish didn't understand it, so the Spanish, they came and they filled a bunch of dirt in the lake and started building a city on top of it, which is now called Mexico City. And Mexico City, the largest city in all of the Americas, 23 million people, is sinking like every, it's like sinking, I think like three centimeters every so often, I can't remember, because it's built on a lake, and the lake, like on mud, and the, it's sinking, and that's why like earthquakes are so bad there. I mean, the earthquakes are bad there because earthquakes happen there, but they affect the city so bad because the city is not solid structure, it's mud <laughs> underneath the city. Uh, and that doesn't go for all parts of the city, but that for, for the most part. The center of the city, El Zocalo of the Mexico City, um, the city center of this huge, massive place are ancient ruins, like old Aztec pyramids and that, are, that were destroyed. Like there's still a little bit of the pyramids left, but they were mostly destroyed by the Spanish and using the same materials. The Spanish built this massive, magnificent church right there in the center of the city. And it's just beautiful, like a beautiful church right next to ancient Aztec pyramids, smack dab in the center of the city, uh, right by the government building, and it's just such a beautiful place. Um, So that's number two, and then number one is Teotihuacan, which is the large pyramids about an hour and a half north of Mexico City, 
which in the state of Mexico, and Teotihuacan is the most famous archaeological site in all of Mexico. Uh, it's the Pyramid of the Sun and the Pyramid of the Moon. They're massive, massive pyramids, and it's a great day trip to go check out. So archaeological sites, that's those. Let me check my GPS really quick just to make sure that I'm good. Okay, I've got three miles before I have to do something. So I'm going to keep an eye on that. And let me also just check how long this episode has been so I know if I need to hurry it up. Yeah, 32 minutes. I need to hurry up. Um, okay, so that's archaeological sites. Um, next, I want to do uh, beach, beach towns. The top five beach towns in all of Mexico. Uh, number five, Cabo San Lucas, which I already told you about. Cabo San Lucas is amazing. It's a little party town. Um, it's good for going out in the nightlife. Uh, good, great food. Um, it, they have their famous uh, El Arco, which is the rock formation that makes an arc that you can take a boat out and go see. It's really pretty. And the beach is just really fun because there's a lot of like clubs and bars on the beach. And so people like they have some drinks and there's music playing and people are dancing. It's just a really good vibe. A really fun like kind of spring break type vibe. And it's a fun beach town. Number four is Isla Hobox. Isla Hobox is um, north of Cancun. You have to drive inland from Cancun. Like you have to drive east inland and then drive north once you go inland a little bit. And Isla Hobox is towards the north. Uh, that's spelled H-O-L-B-O-X. So Isla Hobox is what it would sound like if you're a gringo <laughs> like me. Um, but Isla Holbox is this beautiful little island. Most people don't know about it unless you're Mexican. Um, everybody goes to Cancun and pays like ridiculous prices and gets like sucked into the tourist trap. But they don't realize that Isla Holbox is this really amazing um, little more locally known place that is just as beautiful. But you're not in the tourist trap. It's just a little ways out and a little bit more logistics to get there. But totally worth it. Uh, number three is the city of La Paz, which is the capital of Baja California Sur, the south part of Baja California. And uh, La Paz, it, which is the same state that uh, Cabo San Lucas is in, La Paz is so beautiful. Like just, I think that La Paz has more pretty water than Cancun does. Bright blue. One of the most beautiful beaches in the world is in La Paz, which I'll tell you about in a second. And uh, it's just a really cool vibe. It's got a huge... Um, uh, what's it called? Malecon. What is it called in English? Malecon is the, um, oh, what is it? Uh, the boardwalk. It's got a beautiful boardwalk where people like to play and like skate or listen to music or, or just congregate. And it's a very long and plenty of space. There's not a whole lot of people in this city, despite it being the capital city. Uh, there's a lot of amazing food, lots of a great excursions you can do, like taking a boat out and going to going whale watching or going uh, island hopping. Um, I saw uh, one day I went out on an excursion taking a boat out, um, went out on a boat excursion and right next to our boat, like literally right next to our boat, a whale breached, like jumped out of the water in like slow motion, almost like full size, massive whale, huge tail comes out. What an experience that was. It was such a beautiful experience. And that was from La Paz. And La Paz is, um, it's, it's on the Sea of Cortez, which is the, um, the sea that separates the peninsula of Baja California from mainland Mexico. And the Sea of Cortez is known as the, uh, is known as the uh, aquarium of the sea. Uh, so there's just so many different kinds of fish that live in there and just so much wildlife. It's a really beautiful place. So La Paz. Um, number two 
is Puerto Escondido in the state of Oaxaca. I love Puerto Escondido, which is such a great vibe. Um, it's a, a little bit bigger of a city, but very similar to the very next one I'm going to tell you. Um, but it's just, uh, it's a great surf town, hippie vibes. Um, it's just, yeah, man, it's just about the vibes there. It's like hippie vibes and Puerto Escondido is great. And I, I, I'm struggling to like have words to describe it, which is weird because it is one of my favorite places in all of Mexico. Uh, my number one favorite beach town though, is, this is in order. This one is in order. My number one favorite beach town in Mexico is called Mazunte. And Mazunte is about 45 minutes to an hour um, south of Puerto Escondido, uh, southeast of Puerto Escondido, still along the coast, uh, obviously, since it's a beach town, but I love Mazunte because it's a smaller city than, it's a smaller town than Puerto Escondido is, and it's, like, in the trees, like, the forest kind of, like, goes right up to the, um, the, uh, the coast, so, like, you're kind of, like, in these, like, forested tree, foresty kind of vibe. Uh, but then you can go onto the beach and you've just got these beautiful beaches with massive waves and just uh, You gotta be careful because the water is a little dangerous there. The waves are strong, but um, I mean I still go swimming in it and I still see kids swimming in it, but you just gotta be careful uh, and, and it's got these hippie vibes and I'm a, I'm a sucker for hippie vibes. I love hippie vibes Like I love feeling like people are all about love and peace and that's what it's about there, man And uh, So that's a great place uh, th Those are the beach towns I'm just going to do, I'm going to go ahead and do the top five best, I'm going to do top five best beaches and then top five best cities, all right? So top five best beaches in Mexico. Let me check my GPS one more time because I got to do something here soon. I'm only seven minutes away from my destination, so I just want to be careful to not, you know, get lost. <laughs> but um, the top five beaches in Mexico are number five. Playa Madano, which is in Cabo San Lucas. That's the one I was telling you about where it's like this uh, spring break vibes, like people are dancing and having a good time, drinks and good vibes on the beach. That's Playa Madano in, um, in uh, Cabo San Lucas. Number four is Playa Santa Fe, and that's in Tulum. Tulum is another famous uh, place by Cancun where all the people go to that travel from out of the country. And uh, Playa Santa Fe is really pretty. Like the day I went there, there was a huge storm brewing. So like super blue water with the dark skies over it. And there's like a washed up uh, boat on, on shore, like an old pirate boat. And it, it's a really cool, uh, really cool beach. Surprisingly, I, I thought I was gonna not like Tulum. I'm not a big fan of that whole area, but I do love uh, that beach. That was really cool. Number three is Playa Holbox, which is on the island of Holbox that I was telling you about. Uh, the cool thing about the, this beach, Playa Holbox, is um, the water stays super shallow. Like, you can go super far out, and it stays very shallow, like, up to your shins or your knees. And you can go far out into the water, and it's still shallow. So, like, I went there with some friends, and we were, like, throwing a football around or, like, had these water, this water ball that we threw around and got to just play in the water. And then there's uh, hammocks that are in the water as well, so you can lay on a hammock, but, like, technically in the ocean. And it's really, it's, it's a really cool spot. Uh, that I enjoyed a lot in the whole box. Um, the next one is number two, Playa Balandra. Playa Balandra is the very is the one of the best beaches in the world that I was telling you about in uh, La Paz. And this is a like the top the number one and two spots on this be top beach list is a tie for me because they're so different from each other. But Playa Balandra is like un 
real. The color, the shades of blue that you see there, and like just the way that it looks, like I can't describe it. Like it is unreal looking. It's in the city of La Paz, and it's called Playa Balandra, B-A-L-A-N-D-R-A, and the one of like the most beautiful beach I've ever been to in my life. Beautiful, the most beautiful beach I've ever been to in my life. Not the most fun because it's kind of far away from everything and it's not convenient. You really have to plan for a whole day and like bring a cooler of waters and whatever else, snacks, whatever else you want because it's kind of out there. But whoa, it's such a beautiful beach. And number one for me is Playa Zicatela. Playa Zicatela is in the city of Puerto Escondido, which I just told you about in the state of Oaxaca. Playa Zicatela is one of the largest beaches in all of Mexico. Um, it's super long, and uh, there's just so much to do on it, like tons of amazing restaurants. Um, the ocean there is absolutely stunning. The sunsets every night are gorgeous. Uh, it's fun. I just love the vibes of that place more than anything, and that's why it's one of my favorite cities in Mexico as well, which I'll get to the cities now. Spoiler alert, Puerto Escondido is going to be on the list. Um so those are the top five beaches. That's Playa Medano, M-E-D-A-N-O. That's Playa Santa Fe, like Santa Fe, Mexico. That's Playa Holbox, which is H-O-L-B-O-X. Playa Balandra, B-A-L-A-N-D-R-A. And Playa Zicatela, Z-I-C-A-T-E-L-A. Those are the top five beaches in all of Mexico. And um, some special mentions on the list are Playa Centro on Isla Mujeres, which is the island I was telling you about with... Uh, where the sun set, the sun touches Mexico for the first time uh, every day, and then also uh, Playa Playa Gaviotas, which is Spanish for uh, <laughs> seagulls. Gaviotas is seagulls in Spanish. Um, Playa Gaviotas is uh, in the city of Mazatlan, in the state of Sinaloa, of Mexico, and. It's, it's a really pretty beach too Like the most gorgeous Mazatlan is famous for their sunsets And I will say like some of the most gorgeous sunsets I've ever seen in my life there And it's a great beach Like it's a very chill place to go surf If you want to learn how to surf It's a good place to learn Because the waves aren't super intense um, But it's uh, just a great time Great vibe um, People have a weird feeling about the state of Sinaloa Because that's where Chapo comes from And where like some of the most famous cartels come from But and yes, like you always have to be careful, but uh, Mazatlan is so beautiful, and, and a lot, of, a lot of foreigners, a lot of tourists go there. So it's not like you're, like, it's not like you would be the only one if you ever went. Uh, it's a great time. So those are the beaches, and then last but not least, the thing you've been waiting for since I opened this episode and accidentally almost said it first is, is the top five cities in the country of Mexico top five cities. Let me open up my notes thing really quick because I had to look at my GPS. All right. Top five cities. I have five cities and then I have five special mentions. All right. The top five cities are in order. This is in order. Okay. So number five, my fifth, fifth favorite city in all of Mexico is going to surprise some people because it is Tijuana. Right on the border of California, border city, big city, known for being very dangerous. It is, I think, actually actively the number one most dangerous city in the world that is not currently at war. 
And I have spent an extensive amount of time in Tijuana. I actually lived there for a little while. I've never seen anything. I've never experienced anything bad. It is a little dirty in the city center, but it's a great time. I love, I love that city. It has a special place in my heart. And despite the reputation, I will always go to bat for this place because it's a, it's a great energy. Um, the, the beach, the playas region of the city, the beach region of the city is beautiful. It's, it's a night and day difference from the city center. But the city center, despite it being super, you know, grimy looking and also uh, a little bit dangerous, it's just a great time. I, I really always have a great time in Tijuana and I'm a fan. Number four is the city of Morelia, M-O-R-E-L-I-A, in the state of Michoacan in Mexico. Michoacan has a reputation for being dangerous, and it is, but the city of Morelia is totally cool. Um, I mean, lots of people go there. Morelia is famous for their sweets, so a lot of uh, candy comes from Morelia. Mexican candy comes from Morelia. And also, it's just a very old looking town but pretty and well kept and uh it's super cheap like stupid cheap and there's just a lot to do like great food great places to like go have some drinks you can go to like a really fancy like a really fancy uh put your pinky in the air kind of hotel rooftop bar and have drinks overlooking the cathedral and the city center and it's stunning and it's like pennies on the dollar if you are, you know, like me and you're coming from um, the United States where our money goes a little further. Um, or even, even if, even if you're Mexican and you like have a job in Mexico city or whatever, like the money goes a long way there. So, uh, Morelia is really cool. Number three is the city of Oaxaca. Uh, Oaxaca is the, the capital of the state of Oaxaca and it's situated up in the mountains, a beautiful little city. Um, just so many, so much great food, great vibes. I, that, I, you, you're going to notice a theme for me. It's always about the vibes and always about the food. Um, and it's always about the surrounding area because, um, or a lot of times about the surrounding area. And at least in this case, because the city of Oaxaca is surrounded by some stunning, uh, natural beauty. Um, like some of the most unique mountains in the world. And, um, you know, like a lot of history, the state of Oaxaca has the highest number of, I think it was the highest number of indigenous. No, 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 no. That's the state of Chiapas. Forget that last part, but there's a lot of culture in the state of Oaxaca, a lot of great food. The nature is stunning. Um, I mean, breathtaking mountains. I know I say mountains and everything, but the interesting thing is the mountains are so different in different parts of the country that even though I say mountains every time, they're different mountains. So keep that in mind. Um, number two is the city of Mexico. Mexico City, the largest city in all of Americas. Mexico City, and now I told you earlier in, in this that I'm not a big fan of huge cities uh, typically, but one thing I'll say about big cities and Mexico City in particular is just the convenience of the city because literally no matter where I lived I was literally within five minutes walking of or within like 10 minutes walking of just about anything I could possibly need it's so convenient it's super cheap uh real estate is not cheap but like you know 
uh, food, like eating food and groceries and living and bills and things like that is super cheap. And there's just an endless, endless, endless amount of things to do. You can never be bored in Mexico City. It's impossible. It is just every neighborhood is like a hidden gem. Um, there are so many hidden gems in the city. So many little nooks and crannies in the city. So much history. Just like I was touching on, like just the city center alone is absolutely just breath breathtaking. Um, but then you, you get around the city and like you realize like there, there are pyramids in several parts of the city and there's history everywhere. The city is history. And the food, dude, I don't know, man. A lot of people talk about food in New York or Chicago or whatever, yada, yada. I don't even want to hear about LA because no, but the food in Mexico City is on another level. Like, my my stepdad Dave used to have this saying for my mom's food that she cooked. He called it stupid food. Because when you eat it, you get stupid and you eat way too much of it. That's Mexico City food. Mexico City food is stupid food. It smells like, oh, it smells so good, the food. Now, also, there's parts of Mexico City that smell really bad. Keep that in mind, too. But the food, when you, oh, my goodness. It's so good. It's so cheap. It's so unique. You can have any kind of food in the world um, right there in Mexico City. The best tacos are in Mexico City. Um, even vegan food. There's a ton of ton of vegan food options. Now, with vegan food, uh, I'm not vegan, but I, I started eating a lot of vegan food when I was in Mexico City. And I, uh, I had some of the best meals I've ever had in my life are were vegan meals in Mexico City, and I was shocked. Mexico City has a legit vegan scene and every other kind of food scene. Uh, great place, love Mexico City. My number one favorite city in all of Mexico is the city of Aguas Calientes, which is in the center of the country, and it reminds me of just like a smaller Mexico City. Mexico City has 23 million people in it. Aguas Calientes has one million people in it, but it has like, just about everything I could want in a city and it reminds me a little bit more of home where I come from in Cleveland, Ohio because it's got more of like a uh, it's not like as big of a city feel it's got a little bit more of a smaller city feel despite having a million people in it that's a lot of people but um, the city side like it's just a lot of people it doesn't mean like the city is um, it kind of feels like a smaller city and that's what I like about it but it still has everything that I want like everything that I like about Mexico City but in uh in this city with 22 million less people. So that uh, that is my favorite city in all of Mexico. And that those are my top five favorite cities in all of Mexico. A couple special mentions, like I said, La Paz. I told you about La Paz before. I love La Paz so much. Uh, the city of Zacatecas in the state of Zacatecas. It's the capital of Zacatecas. Z-A-C-A-T-A. Z-A-C-A-T-E-C-A-S. Zacatecas. Such a pretty little town, like a silver mining town and just beautiful. I mean, it's just so beautiful, beautiful architecture. It's a colonial type town surrounded by mountains and desert. And uh, it's really pretty. Uh, also Campeche. Campeche is the capital of the state of Campeche. Uh, it's right on the ocean. Um, beautiful town. Again, like it's kind of got, it's got these bright colored full buildings. Uh, it's got kind of like this like nautical kind of feel about it. Um, 
they also have like navy bases there, but like old, old school navy bases that were fighting off pirates back in the day, uh, which look more a little bit more like castles kind of or bunkers, uh, which is really cool. Uh, Santiago de Querétaro, which is dude, what a hidden gem that is! Like that almost that really that one really could go on my top five list. It's about like an hour or so north of Mexico City, and it kind of like Aguascalientes, just like a smaller, cheaper version of Mexico City. Um, with everything that Mexico City has that makes me love that place. Um, so that is cool too. And then also the city of Guanajuato. Guanajuato is the capital city of Guanajuato, the state of Guanajuato. And again, like just beautiful, colorful buildings, kind of like nestled on the on mountain sides. Um, and really pretty park in the centers, plenty of stuff to do. Uh, people are kind of like have an excited feel there because it's just like a cool place, great energy. Um, and I had a great time there. I really enjoyed it. Lots of tunnels that drive through the mountains and things like that. It's, it's smack dab in the middle of mountains. Uh, so those are the favorite, my favorite cities. Those are the, my favorite places, my favorite things to do in Mexico city or in Mexico. Uh, this is probably the first episode that I'll do on Mexico, uh, but I would love some guidance on what you would like to hear me talk about in Mexico specifically, because it's just hard to unpack everything. Uh, I appreciate you listening. I know this is kind of a longer episode. I hope you got a lot from it. I hope you take a chance and visit Mexico because it's not that bad. It's not, it's, it's good. (laughs) It's a really great place. It's not like it is dangerous just like anywhere else, but I, I can bet that most places in LA are more dangerous than most places in Mexico City, right? I can I can bet that Detroit is more dangerous than a lot of places uh, in all around all around Mexico. So I highly recommend giving it a shot um, and going to explore some of Mexico. Take some of my suggestions from this, depending on what you want to see, what kinds of places you want to visit, and uh, go check out Mexico. Go give it a shot. Invest your money in Mexico because the people of Mexico are just wonderful, lovely human beings and they deserve love and affection just like all of us. Um, and they, they should be respected. They have a beautiful country just because they have a corrupt government and some shitty shit going on. Um, it does, it doesn't mean the people of Mexico are what make it great. Just like any job, right? Like you ever had a job that you hated, but the people made it great. It's like, I hate that the Mexican government is so corrupt and they allow these things to keep happening that uh, they like they're in bed with the people that are destroying this country um but the people suffer and and this country getting a bad reputation gives the everyday people a bad reputation too and it's not fair to them because some of the most lovely people I've met in my life the most hospitable inviting welcoming warm loving people I've met in my life are Mexican and they would love for you to come visit their country and experience their beauty and their culture and it means the world to them and I hope that you give Mexico a shot because it is a wonderful place and uh, so that's my five-star Yelp review on Mexico these are my top five lists of Mexico and this is the road tripping podcast my name is Tyler Atwell thank you for listening to me talk while I drive I'm gonna go find my hotel now and take a nap for the night (laughs) good night bye everybody Road tripping, that's my life mission Caught up by the lights but still not working in your building Won't lie, I don't even have the time to answer any of your texts So if you're dying, ring my line, I'll reply Quicker than the sprinter in the winter for Olympics Put me in your quick mix or your Christmas wish list Small pine, but damn it, I'm a big 
fish, sick of all this kid Someone's gotta fix this pibbledy posh. It's nonsense all that they talk, still missing all of their shots. They said they ballin', they not. Bellies all